0: Most videos on YouTube will just regurgitate the same advice if you want to become a better freelance video editor, including keep practicing and don't cut on the beat. But it doesn't actually help you become more attractive to the client. I actually get brand new clients reaching out to me, and I'm never worried about where my next job is coming from. And I attribute this to the next 25 tips and lessons I'm going to share with you that I've learned in my 15 years as a doc and commercial editor And number 14 is life-changing. Hello, Splicers. Welcome back to another episode of the video editing podcast from Unsplice. It's me, your host, Shiny, the lead trainer and founder of Unsplice. just going to jump straight into this episode because we've got a lot to cover so the first thing i'd like to cover is pacing is energy rhythm is musicality and flow is visual consistency you need to master each one of these so pacing that is every facet of the edit in one moment so it doesn't necessarily mean the actual timing of your cut. Pacing is how much energy is in the edit at that point. And that could be controlled by simply camera movement. If it's really shaky camera, then there's a lot of energy in that shot. It's high pace, it's high energy. Pacing pretty much relates to the energy in the shot. Um, and so you can have moments of high energy in a film that makes it feel like there's a lot going on. There's high pace. but The actual number of cuts in that sequence is kind of irrelevant in terms of the pacing. Now, you can increase the pacing or the energy of, of an edit if you increase the number of shots. But sometimes it might be overwhelming and not actually beneficial for the edit. Look at all of the great films that have been shot with one single shot and no editing. You can't tell me that it doesn't feel like there's a lot going on in certain moments of course there is there are moments where there's a lot going on the pace is high the energy is high so mastering that is one skill on its own rhythm is musicality so that's the that's the the pacing of your actual cuts the musicality of those cuts and flow is the visual consistency from one shot to the next make sure you understand the difference between those and master those okay number 2 is time your cuts like an instrument we just mentioned that rhythm is about musicality the timing of those cuts or well, think of those cuts like an instrument you if you cut on the beat you know we spoke about that a moment ago if you cut on the beat then it brings attention to something and you can do that i don't think You know, the advice to don't cut on the beat is good advice. You can cut on the beat if you want to bring attention to something, but it does create monotony. And music, monotonous music, is boring. We turn off. So time your cuts like an instrument. Have it kind of... Whatever whatever that rhythm is, think of it like an instrument. Tip number three, study the principles of storytelling. You've heard the phrase before, editing is storytelling. Well, you need to understand what that means and have an in-depth knowledge on how that translates to editing. Storytelling on its own is a buzzword. It's a phrase that's thrown across every corner of the internet from marketing to building a website and of course, editing. So storytelling within editing has a lot more of a traditional structure, much like script writing um and things like that but you have to think about it from the viewer's perspective and you are limited by the assets that you have in front of you so you can't go out and create something from nothing you can only deal with what you have in front of you so now that you're working with these confined these limited assets how can you tell the best story and keep the viewer watching all the way through to the end That is storytelling in a nutshell. That is editing. Tip number four is, leading on from that, that storytelling is above all else. Editing is storytelling. What does that mean? That means it's more important than the effects. It's more important than the color grade. It's more important than any plugins or money you want to throw at AI um, effects and plugins and, and things like this storytelling really is key. If the edit is engaging, and the audience wants to watch all the way through, they will forgive a little hiccup with a shaky camera or a bit of lighting or a bit of color grading. You know, they will still want to watch, even though it might not give the higher quality appearance because it's got these minor blemishes, it's still engaging to watch if the storytelling is strong. So storytelling above all else. Number five, effects and transitions come last. Once you've done the story, you've created a strong story and your edit is just feeling really, really watchable. Only then is it worth thinking about your effects and your transitions and how they can complement the story and, emphasize what you already have in the edit edit effects and transitions should come last don't even think about those you can um, have an idea of what might work but that's going to change through the project so don't build your edit around those effects and transitions build it around a story then use the effects and transitions that help push that story forward tip number six Familiarize yourself with different video file formats. This is more of a workflow thing. You have raw video formats, you have working video formats, and you have delivery video formats. It's very important that you understand the distinction between those three and when you should use each. Raw format is coming straight from the camera. Working format is specifically for editing with. And delivery format is specifically for sending to client and putting it up online or sending it to the final destination those are the differences those are different stages of a production you've got the image capture that's the raw format and then you've got post-production that's the working format and then you've got delivery where it goes so three stages of production three different video formats master those and everything will be so much smoother. Number seven, master keyboard shortcuts for faster editing. Of course, pretty obvious, and but it really, really, really does make a huge difference to the speed of your editing. I will never use the cut tool. Um, it's a waste of time having to go back and forth between that. Uh, if you use Premiere Pro, as I do, then Command-K is the cut tool. that's the one you want and you can either highlight the clip and then add it or you can highlight a time or you can highlight a track sorry or you can highlight several clips and add cuts to those and you can do it all without moving your mouse too much simple things like that will speed up your workflow will speed up the amount of time it takes you to respond to client feedback clients like that the faster you are the more repeat work you get, the happier the client, and the more you can charge. So master those keyboard shortcuts. If you are unsure of what keyboard shortcuts to use and you're working in Premiere Pro, then I'll put a link in the show notes to a free PDF you can download, which has all of the keyboard shortcuts that I use, the basic ones, my ultimate time savers, and then the more advanced ones, if you wanna take it further and edit primarily using the keyboard and not your mouse. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Number eight tip of the day, plan your edits before diving into the timeline. Now it's really tempting when you just get all the video footage and you watch it all back and you're kinda like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Oh yeah, I've got some great ideas. But if you, Plan it out before you jump straight into the timeline. You will have a more holistic understanding of absolutely everything you have and where everything goes. If you just watch one footage from one scene and go, Oh, yeah, got a really great idea for that. Start building that. You don't even know where that's going to fit in the entire edit. You don't know if it's going to fit towards the middle, towards the end and what part of the story that's going to relate to and so you might end up just like having to recut that scene completely so plan your edit before you jump into the timeline number nine give audio as much attention as video you've heard this before and you'll hear it again a thousand times it really is Super, super important. Don't just wallpaper music on and call it a day. You need to be very specific with your music choice. It needs to accentuate the story, the edit. It needs to have some sound effects that harness and work alongside the story that you're you're telling or what you're trying to communicate. If you have a bit of um, uh, a fact or a bit of information that's really important, you can use a sound effect to... Make that apparent and signal to the viewer, this is important. You can also create atmosphere. You can create tension. There are many, many ways you can use sound effects to bring your edits to the next level and have happy, happy clients. Keep coming back for more. Number 10, use a string out to sync all of your video and audio so you can see everything you have. A string out pretty much is what I just described. It's uh, one timeline, one sequence, where you have all of the footage laid out for the project. And that will be in chronological order, generally, of which it was shot. And if you have multiple cameras, the, uh, the, the interviews, whatever they are, are all synced with external audio. If you have external audio and video, those are synced and they're all in the timeline together. If you have multiple cameras, they are all overlapping, so you can quickly choose between the two cameras. It's a great way to see absolutely everything you have, and um, you can make sure that you have uh, organisation with on on that timeline to help you see where everything is. That is going to save you so much time because you can drag that into your source video, your source monitor drag the, the timeline from the project window into your source monitor and scrub through all of the footage. And that's the only thing you need. So you don't have to then go through all the different bins to find all the footage to go, Oh, I'm looking for this. You just have one thing, drag it to the source monitor and you've got all the markers there. You can scrub through and find that point in out point, drop it on the timeline. And then when it's on the timeline, you've got everything in sync. Nice, and all of the different camera angles are there. The power of a string out. Number 11 when you're creating a string out and when you're using, um, when you're organizing your footage, use markers. By using markers, and I find that stretching out a marker over a period of time not just one point of time, but putting a marker across a period of time will help you find your footage a lot easier. You can even use in Premiere the markers window and search for the markers. If you're looking for a piece of footage, search for that, click it. It'll take you to on the timeline, and then you can scrub through and find exactly where you need to be. The power of markers is a way of speeding up your workflow. And as we said, the faster you work, the happier the client. Number 12, my tip is to cut on action. seamless transitions so if you want your edits feel polished cut on the action if somebody's going to pick up a phone rather than cutting to a different angle just before they're picking up the phone cut the angle as they pick up the phone that is cutting on the action and it's going to make everything feel smoother and more polished and more elegant and premium. It's going to make it look like you really, really know what you're doing. If you are not cutting on the action, that is a sure sign of a beginner video editor. Number 13. Cutting for engagement doesn't mean cutting out all of the breaths. It's about making the viewer want to know what happens next. I think that's really important, especially for YouTube editing. Cutting for engagement doesn't mean having as much going on in the timeline as possible, or having as little time for the viewer to switch off as possible. To have the most engaging edits, you have to have, you have to make the viewer want to watch what's coming next, want to understand, want to have this kind of this longing to understand what comes next, and that is how you keep the viewer watching, not by cutting all out all the breaths and and throwing everything in their face. You have to get them asking questions in their head that they want answers to. And then it's your job to hold off those answers until a little bit later in the edit. You give them a tease, give a little bit of the answer, but don't quite fully answer it. You keep asking questions in their head, and then you answer few and then only at the end do you answer all of the questions that's how you cut for engagement not by cutting out breaths number 14 and this could be the biggest game-changing tip of your life and that is to subscribe to the unspliced YouTube channel you can see the button it's there if you subscribe you'll get notified when all of the lives go out sometimes I will be doing a breakdown of some of the best editing around and that is done live. So you'll be able to see how some of the best trailers, music videos are being edited, some of the psychology behind the editing techniques and tactics and how you can use those in your editing. So by subscribing to the Unsplice YouTube channel, you'll get notifications when we go live and you'll boost your editing skills no end and of course clients will love you uh, and you'll get more work caveat that's might not be true number 15 each shot should follow the last one what does that mean each shot when you pull a shot onto the timeline that shot should have some relevance to the previous one and that's how it goes throughout the whole timeline even if you're starting a new scene There needs to be some correlation between the previous shot and the shot you're putting on, and that is advanced editing. That is how you can tell when an edit is really nicely thought through and polished because it just flows, and it just is a pleasure to watch because every single shot relates to the shot previous to it. Don't just throw shots on, and this is another reason why you should build and not destroy. Because if you create a little bit at the beginning and then you do, oh yeah, got a little bit at the end and then you start building some other bits in the middle and there's big gaps between these, you're trying to then build an edit that connects those dots when really it should be one flowing decision from the beginning to the end start at the beginning and work your way through to the end because every single shot should relate to the previous one and you shouldn't be trying to fix anything or fudge anything so that it works it should be natural so that's a really really important one number 16 is use multicam sequences they're really really useful especially you have multiple camera angles some people are scared of them. Some people don't use them. I think they're super, super useful, especially if you have multiple audio sources. For example, uh, the camera was the camera audio is uh, is fixed onto the to the camera footage, and then external source of audio. We can use a multicam sequence to add that footage to that uh, audio clip, sync it up, and then that will always be together. So make sure you use Multicam Sequences, don't be afraid, there's plenty of tutorials on YouTube to help you do that. Number 17, you won't grow if you're cutting on your own. Practice alone is not the most efficient way to get better at video editing. You need feedback. If you're just practicing on your own, you will probably find that after six months you're plateauing, you haven't got that much better or you haven't found better work, you haven't got more clients coming your way. And this is what I call the perpetual practice loop. So make sure you are getting feedback on your edits. It's the only way to grow. Create an edit, get feedback from somebody, not friends and family, because your friends and your family are Firstly, biased. They're probably just going to tell you what they think they, you want to hear. And also, they're not professionals. They don't understand editing. You need to have the experience, the voice of experience, who can let you know, do you know what? If you tried this, your edit would be so much better. That's the power of feedback. And that is how you break out of the perpetual practice loop. You need feedback from people, from editors, who are more experienced than yourself. Quite simply, that is how you grow. So find yourself a video video editing community and make sure that you are posting your edits and get feedback on those edits. Number 18, practicing editing different genres will broaden your skill set. Even if you just want to cut music videos, or even if you just want to cut documentaries, trying out all of these other different styles of editing are going to help you overall. I used to cut uh, music documentaries and music news. And that helped me really polish my music editing, te- editing techniques. So I used to cut gigs, live gigs, and then there'd be some, you know, some kind of like behind the scenes followed on after that about how the gig went speaking to the artist um, or speaking to some audience members. So it's kind of like this, this mixture of documentary and music video that informed so much of the skills that I use when it comes to cutting commercials, this fast paced editing, um, creating this dynamic flow through your edits. That was all something that I learned from cutting music. And so I highly recommend that everybody cuts everything. Try cutting documentaries, even if you're only interested in cutting commercials. Try cutting music videos, if you're interested in cutting documentaries. Find yourself a footage library, much like the one within Unspice Pro, where you can download the footage, practice, different styles of editing, different genres, and get better at all of those things. Post it for feedback, get feedback from the community, and then get better and better and better. And that will compound over time. And that has definitely helped me with my editing and the skills at which I I benefit from now have all come down to having so many different types of editing that I've tried in the past. Number 19, study films, TV shows, ads, and music videos. Every time you are on YouTube or you're watching TV, if anybody else, if anybody watches TV anymore, even streaming services now have adverts that come up on your screen. Don't skip them. Watch them. Study them. How are they cutting? How are they using the music? Commercials are really good inspiration for how to cut with music, how to cut the music down to 30 seconds. And also, how are they using the editing and music together in different parts and creating this like roller coaster of pace? You know, you probably notice that it starts and it goes up high and then it goes down low in the middle and then it goes up at the end. Um, and that's pretty typical. So keep an eye out. What are they doing? How are they cutting it? TV shows, films, these are all things that we naturally watch anyway Um, but start looking at ads as well and music videos and seeing how they cut because you can steal some of their ideas and inspiration. Number 20, stay organized and back up your files, really really important, back up three times or back up to the cloud, that's important on every project you're working on, and every piece of footage that comes your way, make sure you back it up, stay organized, keep all of your folders nice. I have a four folder structure, which is documents, media, exports and projects, and everything fits nicely into that. And then there's multiple folders within those, but that's the basic premise. So make sure you stay organized because if that project then goes to another editor, which it will at some point, You will be sending your project over to another editor. They can pick it up. They have respect for you because you have made their life easier. And that will feed back to the client. That editor will then give lots of praise to that client and say, this is great. This is a really easy job. Um, Thank you so much. This person is a great editor. You're a great editor because you practice good organization. Number 21 experiment try different things don't be afraid be bold and just try different things if you've got an idea for something as you're cutting just do it and then see if it works afterwards just experiment try different things um, and you'll that's when the best bits of an edit come out and i've spoken to tons and tons and tons of pro editors over my years and We've all said the same thing. Some of the best editing has come from those serendipitous moments of experimentation where you just like, oh, just so that's not going to work. Oh, hang on. Yes, it does. So just experiment. Try it out. Number 22, pay attention to the framing and composition of your shots because that is going to help your edit feel more premium. If you're following the rule of thirds, if you don't know about the rule of thirds, there is... A guide on the unsplice blog unsplice.com and uh, the rule of thirds will help you frame your shots most footage now is coming in in 4k even if it's in HD and that allows you to reframe everything to be as aesthetically pleasing as you like so pay attention to the framing and the composition of your shots number 23 organize your project files and folders efficiently so that anybody can find anything that means when you're going through create folders for everything new piece of footage who's come in from the client great that goes in the footage from client folder with today's date be that specific because you never know you might come back to that project in two years time and need to access something that is going to help you so much And believe me, if you are working with good clients, then you will want them to come back in two years' time and say, do you remember that edit we did together two years ago? I'd love to just try something, do some amends. We've got a new thing coming in. And so the more efficient and organized your project files, the better that experience is going to be, the more likely the client is then going to come back. Because if you say to that client, uh, yeah, no, give me a week to figure it out because I haven't got a clue. Then they're probably not going to come back to you uh, again. So make sure you have that all nice and efficiently organized. Number 24, the better your project organization, the faster you can edit. So not only will coming back to uh, find footage, to find some assets, in two years time, but also immediate response from feedback from the client. It's gonna be so much more quicker, the better your project is organized. It's gonna allow you to respond to changes. And when the client says, oh, can we just try this? Or can we go back two versions? Okay, no problem. Not And it's not an issue, it's not a headache, and life's good. In fact, it saves you so much time. So make sure you organize your project. And then number 25 forget about trying to develop your own editing style. It's a myth. Don't concentrate on it. It just happens. In fact, an editing style is adopted from so many different sources that you don't even know what it is yourself. I have a lot uh, moments of fast-paced cutting, uh, but that doesn't mean all of my edits have fast-paced cutting and commercials are all fast-paced. I still have the power to create an emotional connection with the viewer, and you're not going to do that with fast-paced cuts. So perhaps if you are doing on effect-heavy editing, short social media type edits, then an editing style might form in terms of graphical elements, effects, and transitions. However... Most of it is dictated by the client anyway. The client will say to you, hey, can I have it in Alex Hormozy style, please? Or can I, I've seen this TikTok, can I have it in this style? And it's the same with, uh, with everything, really. With the documentary, the director is going to come in and say, um, can we make this a bit slower pace? Can we add more pace to this? Um, can we do this in the style of whoever? commercials they're going to come in the director's going to come in and say this is my last commercial can i have it cut in this similar style please so don't get hung up on an editing style because it's all going to change before you go please let me know in the comments which one has been the most helpful for you which has been the most helpful let me know in the comments see you next week